We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gilcast, the uh, the Roto Grinders NFL Daily Fantasy Recap Show, where myself, Davis Maddock, uh, Sammy Reed, and Nate Noling are going to bring you through the most cursed Sunday in NFL history. I believe, Sammy, this is the first time we've done the show where all three of us have had losing Sundays. I, I think that's true. I think that's yeah. true, and I, I just got to tell you, boys, I am steaming with tilt right now i'm tilting it up let's get this let's just do this i'm ready so so you you can start because your team your team was was worse than nate and i's and and our team was pretty bad i mean i think i might have had the nut low you could be like in last place of like everyone who submitted a team in the 25 (laughs) that is correct i'm definitely on the bottom page like I, i i just i was such I was just a straight beta today. What can I say? Like this was a this was just a beta performance, and it was bad. And it started with the biggest beta of all, beta Blake Bortles in the QB spot. I don't even know what I was thinking. Like, why did I do that? I, I don't I don't get what I was doing. I, I'm I'm a fish. What can I say? Why Why Blake Bortles instead of Bethard? I guess is the question that I have yeah. to ask you. I I don't know. <laughs> I wish I had some answers for you. I was just like, dude, Bortles, you know, the, the defense is, is – the Houston's defense is real bad. And 
I think he was Were probably, you stuck on him early in the week? Like, was that like an early in the week play? Or was that like uh, you woke up today and you started? Because I, I didn't even – like, the Jacksonville offense wasn't even on my radar this week. No, and it was on nobody's. It was like 2% owned. And that's how I know I'm a fish. You know, it's like, yeah. dude, this thought process was so out of left field. It was like him the, – the cheap guys I was looking at was at the beginning of the week it was Beathard. And then I kind of decided I felt a little bit safer with Bortles slash Flacco. And I liked Flacco a little better, but I ended up not having the 200 bucks. And I'm like, whatever, dude, Bortles is fine. Houston's offense or defense sucks. And, you know, they throw the ball more when Fournette's not in there. So let's go. And it was just, dude, he got benched. He was so bad. So you only get Bortles garbage time. Like, that's why you roster Bortles. And they freaking benched him. Like, that's tilt. Yeah. I also had the over on 41 and a half in that game, so I was pretty tilt that the starting quarterbacks got benched because that was not optimal for uh, for that wager. Nate and I both played Jameis Winston, but all the, all the sharp people played the other quarterback in that game. Baker Mayfield was like the highest owned guy in uh, in the like uh, like thousand dollar double ups and stuff. Which I, I can get. I can get with that. Like yeah. I liked Mayfield. I had a bunch of them in tournaments. I didn't think that paying up for quarterback was the move in a slate where there was so much tight pricing, I didn't feel like spending up at that position was good. But I mean, seriously, I should have spent $0 at quarterback and just allocated it elsewhere. I would have been better. I wasn't on Mayfield much. I mean, I, I think my three quarterbacks that I really wanted this week was um, either Winston, uh, CJ Beathard or um, Goff. I mean, I could see Stafford a little bit, but um but those were really the guys that I was looking at. But you can't, you can't, play, you can't ever play golf in cash because Gurley might just score four running touchdowns. Yeah, I just think whenever you can get like an odd a quarterback of an offense that's going to like guaranteed put up points. Like it's like when Mahomes not on the slate, like Goff's got to be the highest floor quarterback available. Jameis, man, Jameis is Jameis is running and they just throw the ball deep every play. I'm not even kidding. Like Jameis is like the third or fourth best quarterback in fantasy now. So like anytime, anytime, he's so bad. He is so bad. He's like good. He's like Blake Bortles with weapons, basically. What's the difference between Jameis and, and Deshaun Watson? Um, the offense is better. That like he just has deeper weapons at every level than. You think than so? The, and and he uh, doesn't have a punctured lung right now. Also, I was going to say the only reason I think Deshaun Watson wasn't a great play today is because of the lung stuff. But Deshaun Watson healthy. I would put the Texans receivers, I mean, Will Fuller, DeAndre Hopkins, and uh, Kiki right up with – But then, but then, you, add in, then you add in the two tight ends and the offensive coordinator, and I think the edge clearly goes to Winston. Yeah. I, I think Deshaun Watson, though, is one of those guys who's just like Winston at – like when he's healthy, he's just going to chuck and he's not going to be efficient. But both him and, him and Watson, Winston and Watson, I think are both going to be in play – just because of the sheer volume. Winston Winston is 6K against the Bengals next weekend. So, Did you know how bad Watson's injury was? I didn't. I had a lot of Watson in tournaments. Yeah, they I were. Saw it. <laughs> you can't yeah, they were, there were like pregame reports of like he, he had to drive to the game. He couldn't Yeah, I, I missed. I didn't see yeah. that until like. You know, you know who else can't fly? Like people who are pregnant, okay? People <laughs> who are pregnant and Deshaun Watson. Like, can't play. <laughs> so, uh. Nate, 
you we played the same three running backs: uh, Nick Chubb, Todd Gurley, and uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Yep. Ugh. I mean, I the mean, Zeke thing was Zeke was a tire fire. Like that was so. So we should we should I should at least the two v two that I didn't do that all the good people did was, um, everyone good played Thielen and Carry On Johnson, and everyone bad like me played, um. Taylor Gabriel or another four and a half K wide receiver and Ezekiel Elliott. And whew, that was bad about three seconds after the game started when Adam Thielen caught a 40 yard touchdown, I believe. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. The moment he caught it, I was like, RIP, our equity. Was just, I was it's just over. like, it's just at that point, you're like, well, I guess I hope Zeke gets 30 in the late games. And that's like all you can hope for. And it, it yeah. obviously it didn't did, happen. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was pretty tilting. So, so, so Sammy, you you have to go into your logic on the Nick Chubb fade now. Oh God! I mean, it's going to be bad. It's just going to be me gurgling like a fish, and people are going to be laughing like. But this, this is, is why this is why this podcast exists. You have to you have to gurgle. All right, all right. So I feel like Justin Tucker, like after he missed that extra point to lose the game, he like stood up to the podium and he's like, you know what? I got to be accountable. Just got to be a man about it, and that's what's going to happen now. So. I played Peyton Barber over Nick Chubb, and that is so ADHD of you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got no defense. I mean, here's so here's here's what I was thinking, and obviously I'm a fish, so let's just cut to the chase right there. I'm like, dude, Peyton Barber is going to get the same workload as Nick Chubb. Like Nick Chubb's basically stepping into Carlos Hyde's workload. And Hyde gets a bunch of carries, but he doesn't really see the ball through the air. And the Browns are a road dog. Like, I did not like Chubb in this game. And I think that if it was Carlos Hyde at 3.6, I don't think he would have been nearly as highly owned. I think people bought into Chubb's talent, and they they bought into the news, right? People bought the news. Oh, and- no, he would, he, would have, he would have been. If Carlos Hyde was priced at 3,600, he, he would have been stone chalked. You think like like seventy yes. percent own like Chubb? Maybe more like fifty five percent, just because it wouldn't have been like as much of an. But he would have been on any. Oh, uh, yeah. he would have been on any optimal you ran. You're, basi- I mean, you're basically just like begging for a touchdown, and if you don't get it as a road dog, what are you actually getting here? About you're, eight points. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just I, I accept that. But but here's but here's the thing, and why it was fish, and we've talked about this all the time, is that. Everybody was playing Chubb. And it's not like I thought Barber was so much better. Like, it's not like I think Peyton Barber's good at all. I just, I just thought, look, this is a way to gain equity on the field. Um, and it was just a bad spot to bet. It was a bad spot to bet. So, there I go. I'm a fish. Playing Peyton Barber was just not good. I mean, Peyton Barber in cash. Like, dude, I need to like. <laughs> you gotta reevaluate. I need to reevaluate my existence, bro. Like, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> I, I mean, believe- Peyton Barber had a higher floor. Did he? For sure. Yeah. How many I- targets a game is Peyton Barber seeing? I don't even know the answer. I mean, I think he saw four last game and, and had a receiving touchdown. Like, I mean, it's not that great overall. This but. does sort of go back to the conversation that we had with Nate about Sterling Shepard, though. Like, you knew you knew you were fading the highest – well, I guess the second highest owned guy. Second highest owned. Other I, I, I did know that. And, 
I don't know why I did I mean, like, I felt like Barber was the better play, and I just said, you know what? I'm smarter than everybody else, and I'm going to gain all this equity on the entire field. Then I'm going to go on Twitter and brag about it. And instead, now I'm on the Gilcast, like, talking about what an idiot I am. And, you know, that's my week in a nutshell. This yeah, was, the other thing I would say is, like, and this isn't to drag Sammy through the mud, but I just think running back, running no, back fades are a lot riskier than wide receiver fades. they can lump because, the touchdowns up. Yeah. Yeah, and I just think when you know a running back's going to get 16 rushing attempts, like fading a high-owned running back in cash games is much more dangerous than fading a high-owned wide receiver in cash games because I think that there's, uh, you know, no matter what the wide receiver's projection is, there's ways that they cannot reach that where with running backs it's a lot harder when you're going to see 16 targets. The floor I mean, here's, here's the good news is it didn't really matter. Like I was yeah. dead anyway, so, you know, <laughs> Yeah, you could have been like me and Davidson played him and still ended up with 118 points and 30, 30 points from the cash line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I played Blake Bortles and Peyton Barber in cash. Like, delete yeah. my account. I mean, I, I Self-exclude for a week at least. Yes, self-exclude. Like, I, I kid you guys not. I was telling Davis this earlier. I haven't talked about this because, like, I didn't want to jinx it. For the season, through six weeks, I was cashing more than 90% in double-ups and 50-50s. I've never had like a sick run like this. And I just came crashing down to earth this week with like terrible decisions. And, you know, just like the regression monster just ate my freaking face. It's crazy. Regression from your own brain telling you to play Peyton Barber. (laughs) Jesus, what happened? I guess, you know what? You should, be, you should be less tilted than me, though, because I had the right avenue to winning. I just willfully chose to do the wrong thing. Well, right. let's, let's, let's talk about the Thielen and Zeke thing. Like, like talk to me about your thought process there. And, uh, and Nate, I want to hear what you're thinking on that as well. So my thought process, I won't lie, it was definitely a little bit Im- impacted by the wind, but not in the sense of like, oh, I think the wind will make it so that Thielen won't have a good day. Just that I thought it would make that game a little grosser, a little bit lower scoring, a little bit more rushing attempts from the Vikings, a little bit more controlled offense from the Jets. And basically, that didn't come true. The Vikings scored a ton of points, and the Jets had you know Chris Herndon going off or whatever, and uh, Thielen had the 40-yard touchdown the first game of the play. And also... I guess a, a trend to note is that Elliott is just seeing way less usage in the passing game than he was through the first month of the season. So that definitely matters. I do think I ran kind of bad though, just cause this will be Elliott's worst game of the season. He won't have another game this bad. And uh, right at the end, Dak Prescott had a one yard rushing touchdown, obviously that would normally go to Elliott. So I would have salvaged a little bit more with that, but I actually think maybe it was worse to, not play carry on given how given how owned he was i did was not expecting him to be that popular neither was i yeah i mean the elliot thing for me was just i mean elliot's workload was is so safe i thought like before this week he was 20 carries 24 carries 26 carries the last three weeks and his i mean even his reception workload i mean he's he had over a target share i mean he had three weeks of the last four that was over 20% target share, almost 25% target share from the running back position. So I just thought that having a lineup with Gurley and Zeke was like such a high floor way to build that. I don't know. I just, the Thielen thing, I like, I could totally see a seven target game from Thielen. And I thought that like, isn't that what he got? Yeah. And I, I think seven targets, like, 
I mean, you you have to have massive efficiency, which obviously Thielen did, but like, well, here time out. By the way, uh, in the massive twenty five dollars single entry double up, uh, what's his face? Carry on was only fourteen point five percent. Yeah, carry on wasn't owned very highly, except for in the, sh- I guess, the sharps. Yeah, I guess, and yeah, so I guess that's more what I meant. Yeah, I mean, so Thielen did get ten targets, and he caught nine of them, and he had a touchdown for it and ended up with 110 yards. And so he was like right on the right side of all that variance. But like, I think the reason that everybody was so comfortable with Thielen, it was that stupid stat. That it was, it was that stupid. And, stat I, and I, I just like part of me like was okay fading Thielen because I thought that the reasons people were on him were kind of like just dumb, you yeah. know? And I think that I, when I looked at the actual numbers, like Zeke has the highest, rushing attempt share I think of any running back like he does you know, and I I mean it, even in his projection this week I had him as the highest uh rushing attempt and then right behind Gurley basically from a target proje- projection from a running back and so even though I project his offense to be in much worse conditions I, I projected him to have an 18 something percent target share and 75 percent of the rushing attempts I'm going to take that over a wide receiver I just that's exactly the way I felt about it. And I, I ended up playing both Zeke and Gurley as well over Thielen. Same deal. Thielen wasn't even my second option. I, I don't think I was going to throw out a lineup today that was going to have Thielen. My second option was going to go, uh, was the lineup that you guys, you know, the carry on lineup that I threw out there earlier in the day that you guys didn't like. And I get it. Why? Because, you know, just from an ownership perspective, Thielen or Zeke was the way to build. But my other lineup that I'd thrown out there was getting more exposure to that Detroit offense and going Thielen or going um, Chubb, Carrion, and Gurley as my three running backs, and then going like a high floor guy. To be honest, I just like didn't really want to play Carrion. I, I was didn't. high on Carrion, man. Yeah. I wanted Carrion. Like I didn't it's even so I didn't own I don't even think I had him on any of my GPP teams. Yeah, so so talk to me about that, Nate, because when I looked at Carry On, I was like, dude, this is a you know running back on the road who doesn't get goal line work. Like what? what and who doesn't do? really get targets? Yeah, I, I mean, I know that I know that Riddick was out, but I mean, certainly there was a scenario where Abdullah came in and soaked up some of those targets, et cetera. That's like, what the reports were. The reports were with that Abdullah was going to play passing downs. Yeah, like I, I just didn't get it. So, so talk to me because obviously my process this week was just was just dog doo doo. So, like, what's up? I had carry on for a top ten target share projection for running backs, um, and a top like maybe five like top five percent for rushing attempts, like above fifty percent of the rushing attempts, and um, above twelve percent of the target share for forty five hundred dollars and. Versus Miami, which is, you know, obviously matchups aren't a huge, you know, factor, but I projected his yards per carry to be pretty high in here and his overall efficiency to be, to be high. I, I thought Detroit was going to put up points, like no problem here in this spot. That's why I also like Tate. Um, and I also like Stafford, uh, even though I projected their volume to be a little bit lower. Uh, Stafford's volume was obviously much lower than I expected. So the Tate play was, was kind of. Both kind of these of, teams play so slow kind of ended up being light but um yeah i projected miami to have the lowest plays uh of the slate but i projected detroit to have i mean detroit has such a high percentage of passing attempts like they it was like san francisco and then detroit from like a percentage of their plays that they would pass so i don't know i i i just thought carrying on at forty five hundred dollars had like 
such a significantly higher floor than any other running back that was close to him. Like he was. Bro, a big- I'm, I'm looking at the the double ups. People above me just straight dunked on me with like Kenyon Drake. Yeah, I mean, six, got six carries. <laughs> <laughs> you play Peyton Barber, you get you get what you get, man. Yeah, like I, oh, I mean, looking at Carrion's floor, like I, I don't know how I didn't jam Carrion in. Everyone good had him, so that is a that is a signal to me that my thought process was wrong. Yep, yep. Like Carrion's floor is like the similar to like obviously Michelle got hurt today, but like similar to like Michelle. Well, what are you talking about? Michelle gets touchdowns for a good offense. How, yeah. how is how is how is Carrion Johnson like that? Carrion not going to get any goal line work at all oh. all year. Hey, can you, dude, what was their the what day, was their team total? Their team total in the middle of the day doesn't get goal line carries. Mate. It was like, 20, it was like day, twenty-five. People are tilting on Twitter about about Legarrette. Detroit Blunt had a higher team total. Touchdown. Detroit had a higher implied team total than New England. Yes, but Michelle will get the goal line work. Carry on will get no goal. Like I would be honestly shocked if he gets one carry inside the five all year. Maybe one. Maybe he'll get one. They, you do realize that they substitute out Carrion Johnson at the goal line for LeGarrette Blunt. That's that's a thing. Whereas Sony Michelle, they give him the ball and he goes into the end zone. That's like the difference. I don't actually know if this is taking. I'm like looking at Nate's face and it's hard for me to tell if he's actually understanding that this information. <laughs> Bewildered. <laughs> <laughs> he like forgot LeGarrette Blunt was on the Detroit line. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I'm just – I don't know. You, you literally have to give him, like, like 5% touchdown equity of that team total. Like, he's only getting it if it's a long run. Like, just that's just the way it is. That's the way their offense goes. And, I mean, I, I want to keep roasting Nate over this, but all the Sharps had on Johnson, and I did not have on Johnson. Yeah, so I, it's just something I did wrong. Yeah. I mean – I'll have to break down the data to see exactly why, but I have on Johnson with still a decent, like, expected percentage of the touchdown rushing for that team, like 50% of the touchdown. Doesn't LeGarrette Blunt have all of the rushing touchdowns for that team? Yes. No. Yes. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt, ha- I have with rushing expected touchdowns of 2.36, and I have uh, on with, like, 1.4. Yeah, but you're just like equating that to yardage, right? No, based on where each person has seen their touches. So of the sixty-nine rushing attempts that Carryon's got, where that's it's it's like a log model that's based on like where you are closer to the end zone. So I'll well, have to break it suggest, down specifically. I would suggest his- putting into that algorithm. This team signed Legarrette Blunt to score nine touchdowns this season, and he only has two so far. So he's got seven to make up. Actually, wait, no, he's got three now. Three. He's got three now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you can just go ahead and and, uh, and lock that up. All right, let's talk about these receiver plays that we made. Woods, Curse, and Woods was uh, the play. Woods was the play. I mean, I had to swap to Cooks, but yes, yeah, Woods was the play. I, I only I only swapped off DeAndre Hopkins because Nate, who's like the ultimate nuke truther, is like, nah, I'm playing Woods, and I'm like, oh snap, I better. I mean, I think here. I think Woods was the right play over. Yeah, I had a lot of Hopkins in tournaments. Yeah, me too. I, I kept him like right there. You know, you know what was not the right play? Josh, <laughs> Jermaine Josh, Curse? No, Josh Reynolds, because apparently Josh Reynolds got benched for Nick Williams. 
Yeah, Nick Williams dunked on him. Like, I mean, it was just a sick. I, I didn't play Reynolds and Cash. Did you? I didn't play. I didn't play Reynolds and Cash. I played Curse, but I was I was planning on playing Reynolds and Cash for quite a while. Well, by the way, uh, Josh Reynolds had infinitely infinite times more points than Jermaine Curse did. So, so, so I mean, Jermaine Curse, like everyone played. I mean, he was fifty eight percent owned in the single entry, twenty five dollar double up, but. Uh, he did not receive a catch in this NFL contest. <laughs> so sharp. He's going to play the slot, bro. It's going to be great. He got nine targets once. Like, oh yeah. You know what the worst part about the curse play was? I got excited when I saw the win because I knew Robbie Anderson wasn't going to get the targets. Yeah, I was like, oh, all these fish are going to move off curse when it's Robbie Anderson. They should be moving off. And Robbie <laughs> Anderson got all of the targets. I mean, I can't tell you why that turned out bad, but I think that anytime you put Jermaine Curse in your cash lineup, it's just yeah. Bad. I don't think I don't even know if there's one reason why it turned bad. I just think it was like, dude, he's Jermaine Curse. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like the Vikings were too good, and Darnold just like targeted the tight ends a bunch today. I guess. Who is that Herndon that just like jammed all day? Yeah, where Kerr shouldn't should have. Nick I mean, Williams, Robbie though. Anderson. Robbie Anderson was the one who got all the targets. Robbie Anderson got ten targets with an average depth of target of like twenty five yards. He had like two hundred forty air yards. Oh my god! So, Robbie, this is so sick. This is so sick. I mean, Andre Roberts had two for twenty one. Some guy named T. Cannon had four for 69. Trent, and Trent Cannon, he's like a legit good third down running back. He's going to be a thing. Oh, is he? Yeah, he actually is. Nice. Is there well, anywhere that has snap counts the night of? PFF. Yeah? Yeah, it okay. should. All right, I'm going to uh, go. All, all I can tell you is, is Jermaine Curtis had as many targets as uh, Deontay Burnett. I don't, okay, I don't actually know who that is. When Isaiah Crowell out targets you, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Neil Sterling. Like, that is just such a massive L. Eric Tomlinson. Team. Oh God! I mean, this was brutal. <laughs> Powell, oh Powell even Powell, Powell even got hurt in this game. So like theoretically, that should move an extra couple slot targets to this. Maybe Curse just didn't play in the slot. Did you? I didn't. Now, like, no, did you think I watched the Jets game? Well, I it just wasn't. It wasn't on red zone at all. No, one of the dude, one of the PFF guys said that he played in the slot like most of the day. He was out there, and both of his targets came when he was outside. He didn't get a single slot target, even though he played there the majority of the day. Oh man, we don't know <laughs> anything about football, dude. We don't know anything. Such an L. It's crazy. <laughs> I just. I mean, I, I legit like, I mean, two minutes into the second quarter, I was like, Curse is scoring zero, and I stopped watching the game. I knew it. You know what's crazy is Kelvin Benjamin dunked on all of these plays. Kelvin Benjamin was the best cheap wide receiver of the day. Did, did Cardi DM you to, like, tell you how good? No, Cardi was DMing me because he did the other side of our 2v2. He had the sharp side. He had the Thielen uh, carry-on side. So he was smashing, and he was like, which one did you do, bro? And I was like, wait, how is Kelvin Benjamin the play? He had five targets. Yes. I mean, I dunked mean, on, dunked on Jermaine Curse. Yeah, that's a lot more than Curse, bro. That's 150% more. Wait, wait, 
what did Sneed do? Did he do anything? He said, Sneed oh. was owned. I couldn't believe it. I mean, people I were just looking for a people were looking for a cheap wide receiver to play in that spot. No, Snead didn't do anything. He had seven targets for Jack. You know who really didn't do anything? The guy that I played instead of Carry On Johnson, Taylor Gabriel, who was completely blanked until the last two drives for the Bears. And you know why? Because they just call absolutely everything in that offense for Tari Cohen now. It's just it's Tari Cohen first, second, and third. Like Jordan Howard gets a carry for two yards on first down, then it's Cohen on second down, then Trubisky scrambles for first down on third down. That's how their successful drives go. So you played Taylor Gabriel in cash. Yep. Did. Wow. And obviously part of the reason I felt comfortable doing that is I already survived that battle once uh, in the the game when he had like 35. Oh yeah, I was there. I was there with you. We had we had Gabriel. So I mean, Gabriel was like getting like actual usage in this offense, Sammy. I don't was, think Gabriel yeah. was actually very light of a play. Like I mean, he. I mean, he's no Jermaine Curse, but no, he was he was pretty thin, Nate. You think so? Yeah, he had three straight weeks of above twenty percent target share. He had like. And target share isn't equal. Like when you're when you when you have his explosiveness and you're getting twenty percent target share, like it's much different than like Allen Robinson getting like twenty percent like chuck balls at him. Like but they're a they're a very game plan specific team, I feel like. So I kind of think like you need to you need to incorporate that a little bit into your decision making. Not even into the model, but into your decision making. Just but, knowing but you'd think he'd be a good match for New England. Like New England's slow. So but it was I, like Cohen Cohen and Gabriel were probably good plays against them i would love to see the snap counts i feel i watched this game and i feel like i didn't see gabriel on the field i think miller was out there for him the whole game miller was miller played a lot and he was getting a lot of looks i think i mean honestly if we want to just like stop burying the lead trey burton is the is the guy (laughs) trey burton just over the field all day long i mean he was in this game i don't know if that will be that way going forward but yeah he was i mean dude cohen though cohen had six carries and and 11 targets you guys, a lot of people played Mitch Trubisky. And he, he, was, was, he was in he was our friend Derek Cardi's Blitz optimal lineup. On, yeah, he was, pop, he was popping in the models. To tell me, I mean, just tell me because I'm an idiot, why, like, how Trubisky's better than like Blake Bortles. Like, what's the difference? Because he like legit runs like 60 yards a game. It, Blake Bortles came into this game as the only quarterback besides Cam Newton to have at least 20 rushing yards in every game this year. Nate, That's that, a fact. that that lineup. Also, I may have ran the lineup with some lock to get Trubisky in it. I should throw that out there. I if think, you, I think maybe Elliot. I will say this. I I actually don't think Trubisky. Trubisky doesn't. I, I would have gone like honestly. I had a lot of Watson in in uh, tournaments. I couldn't do Watson in cash. Uh, if Watson was healthy, Watson would have been the play over Trubisky. Watson runs more. He throws the ball more. He has better like targets and he just chucks like Watson runs a ton. The, the Patriots, the Patriots defense is actually abhorrent though. But outside of cam they, Watson they runs nonstop. Nothing. Yeah. Outside of cam Watson runs nonstop. I would, I would just like to say that if you think defense matters, the Patriots defense is they're horrible at every level. Yeah, I mean, it, but Trubisky is terrible. Like if you yes, put him, 
you put him in a skills competition against Blake Bortles and everybody loses. You know what I mean? It's a tie and we all lose. Well, Bortles is actually good in a skills competition because it doesn't matter that his windup takes three seconds. True. But Very Trubisky, true. Trubisky uh, when, like, pretty much as soon as they got down, he just was like, he couldn't he's, do anything. He's the new Bortles. He got, he got all the garbage time. No, he's no. Bad. He got worse when they went down because he, uh, he had to throw and he, he can't throw. Dude, that one rush he had that, yeah, that honestly, like, Bortles, down was so sick. Bortles and Trubisky actually projected like very similar from like pass attempt standpoint. From an so, average so good play, Sammy. From a pace <laughs> standpoint, like <laughs> just, just guess, long side of variance, bro. Trust. I the- guess if if Trubisky was like owned, which doesn't make any sense to me. I don't well, see how you own Trubisky here. Because quarterbacks don't matter anyway, so you should always err on taking quarterbacks with rushing upside. That's I could why. see Baker. I could see St- I could see Jameis. I couldn't see. I had Trubisky on like three teams. No, dude, I did. dude play Drew Brees over him. Like Drew Brees is like the. Oh, same I wasn't place. playing Drew Brees on the road. I'm not. <laughs> no, no, I'm no, no. That was legit bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at DFS, so I uh, I avoid doing things like that now. Easton <laughs> Hill might have outscored him today. <laughs> Nate, you like think we're joking, but Taysom Hill is like their red zone quarterback. It's like not even a joke. They like actually. Oh, I know. This. And they use him on fake punts. Yeah, yeah Taysom, Taysom Hill ran for thirty-five yards. You can't. You can't. You cannot play Drew Brees outdoors. It's not even. It's not even defense mattering. It's just you can't play him outdoors. He's like no. a legit full yard, YPA worse outside. Yeah. But he's still better than Mitchell Trubisky by like. He doesn't. He doesn't run. So no, it doesn't matter. Like here's here because here's the thing. These are the binary outcomes on DraftKings: fifteen points, twenty-one points, and then you get the jump if you get the third touchdown and the three hundred yards. You get to twenty-seven. And that's about as good as like a just pot, like a pocket passer can get to 30. If they Ooh, get you also have the Bortles and that's three and a half also. Right. Also. Right. <laughs> so, why didn't we all play CJ Bethard? Like Bethard at 4.8. Like I just didn't want to, cause I don't I, think he's very good. I thought, I, I thought the Rams would just crush yeah, his soul. Definitely thought that there was some Bortles potential with him. Yeah. What did he actually get? I don't even know. 170 yards of passing touchdown, uh, two picks. He got, was, he got nine. Yeah. So yeah, I like I wasn't good. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't willing to accept nine DraftKings points. Yeah, by the way, he was also sacked seven times. I don't. I know you don't get minus points for that, but seven times. Yeah, he I mean, got he's sacked. just not. He's not very good. But like every time he like does something, like he breaks off a 13 yarder or whatever, like fantasy Twitter like faps to him real quick. Well, yeah, I, I mean during 4.8 like. I, mean, I actually thought he would be my guy. Last week, I thought that Bethard would be my guy because I'm like, dude, everyone's going to play Bethard. Like, he gets 250 and two touchdowns all the time for 4.8. Like, count it. He hasn't scored less than 15 in any start yet. Yeah. I mean, he, that's, he was, that's he was a fine same, play. That's the same thing as same saying that Adam Thielen yeah. had 100 yards in seven games. Quarterback, quarterback consistency is not a thing. No, but like, here is a sneaky thing that I, I'm just now processing. The Vikings are like totally invested in keeping this streak going. And, like, if you think teams don't make decisions based off of that, you're totally wrong. 
they do. Like the Steelers, the Steelers with Antonio Brown's five catches for 50 yards thing. Definitely manufactured it. There was there was two separate games where they were one, they were down 20, and another they were like up 18 in the fourth quarter, and they gave him two like quick fire screens to keep the streak going. Yep. I remember it well. It was glorious. Teams, teams and and they did the Vikings did the same thing. They threw a teal on like an 18 yarder or whatever, and then they ran the clock out. You had a bank yeah. yeah. He like just got over it. He got 110, but it was like he needed to catch 90% of the passes. And yeah, he definitely had his lowest workload this week for sure. Dude. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not even saying like he was a bad or a good play. I'm just saying that's actually a thing to note that does dictate usage by coaching. I, I want to just go all out and say, if you played him because of that consistency metric, it was a bad play. Well, yeah. I mean, consistency metrics are stupid but he was a fine play on its face. Cause he's, he is kind of what people think Antonio Brown is actually now. Wait, what? No, Diggs is Antonio Brown. No, no, in terms of like, in terms of like a fantasy asset, like people I think still kind of think Antonio Brown gets like 16 targets a game. From a consistency standpoint though, like Michael Thomas is much more consistent than like, if you want to look at actual like, projectable consistency i would say if you're looking for like the most consistent wide receiver in the game from here on out it's going to be michael thomas over dalen yeah uh so we all had njoku at tight end yeah how many targets did he get nate uh it was like not enough no i mean ninjoku got work uh zero for a while he had six targets yeah he had 17 percent target share 20 percent air yard share he just did Njoku things. Like he made yeah. two he made two big plays down the field. One was a touchdown, like against Tampa Bay, who's terrible. Like he he was obvious and he was good. Yeah, I I was fine with Njoku. I think you know, if you looked at Jarvis Landry, I mean he got fifteen of the targets and then it was David Njoku. So even though Njoku's whopper isn't gonna look great at thirty nine, uh it was the second on the team. And uh yeah, I think I think Njoku was fine. Jarvis any, any of you, any of you guys play uh, Damian Ratley at all? No. Did he do good? No. No. Of course he didn't do good. George Kittle was the only only other tight end that I thought was really like in play. Obviously, yeah, I had a ton of Kittle in GPP. I mean, obviously, uh, Landry scored a touchdown this week. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't he? Dude, Landry smashed this week. Yeah, he did. What did we What did we learn this week, boys? Sammy, what did you learn? I I mean I I didn't I I just I learned that I'm a complete idiot. Like, dude, I was I I've been so confident all season. I was like, everything I touch turns to gold. This is all great. And uh, you know, don't play bad players in cash games. Don't play Blake Bortles. Don't play. Oh, you can play bad. Play, you can play bad players, but don't play bad plays. Yeah. Well. I, I did that, so I'm not going to do that anymore. That's all I got to say. I mean, what else is there? On the real, we did actually learn exactly how the Browns are going to use Chubb and, and Duke Johnson, yeah. which is Duke Johnson is going to not do a damn thing, and Nick Chubb is going to get – he didn't I – mean, did he get, like, what, two targets? Yeah. Chubb? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was – I mean, there was this narrative that people were going on about, and they're like, well, play play Chubb on DraftKings and play – 
or played Duke on DraftKings Draft and played Trudge yeah. on FanDuel. And that was like, what, what are you talking about? You're just – that doesn't even make any sense. You're just saying that because you don't really know what's going to happen. Like, that's just a reaction. It's just something to say because you're indecisive. But the reality is, is Duke is Duke. And we've seen his usage be the same all season. And it is what it is, but it's not good. Yeah, I think you knew exactly what you were going to get with Duke, and this is what you got. Like, yeah, I wasn't surprised by the Duke. They, they were down the whole game, one to two scores the whole game, and he still wasn't involved. Yeah. We learned that if Cooper Cup is out, it does not matter. Doesn't matter a single iota. There's not going to be a replacement for him. They filled in with a bunch of different guys. Higby played more. Everett played more. Nick Williams played more. Josh Reynolds played some. Not enough. Not enough, Josh. <laughs> I spent real fab. I spent real fab dollars on him too. Hey, uh, we we didn't talk about um, Andrew Luck at all because he didn't really have a big volume game. How but about Marlon Mack, smash Marlon Mack, Indianapolis. Like Luck and Mack, I think are both like very interesting. I, I think we need to like start really considering. I mean, Mack had a monster monster day, bro. Um, I mean, a lot of it was a, like he he did score in the fourth quarter. Or whatever, but sure. uh, yeah, Hines, is, Hines like barely played. So Mac is just like the dude. Yeah, I mean, he only got three targets. What did he do? Uh, he had 126 rushing he yards had, and a touchdown, yeah. and then was 30 the highest scoring running back. Of I mean, I knew that, but was it just touchdown variance on his side? No, was he was like, out. He was just out there the whole game. Dude, yeah, he had 160 total yards, man. I mean. I you're at home against Buffalo like that's a nut spot but I mean dude that kind of usage when when he's at home I mean Chubb oh. is like uh he's like unplayable this next week too which is interesting at Pittsburgh yeah 4700 yeah I'm cool going back to the foot the the Chubb fade for me it's just, just interesting. It's just interesting that so many people came to came at to bat for him this week as a future superstar, and he's going to be three percent owned. Davis week. is just tilted because he doesn't own him in seasonal. Oh, I'm I'm insanely tilted. <laughs> like uh, you couldn't even believe how angry I was. Like I go to I go to the, our Yahoo friends and or our Roto World friends and family league, and Adam Levitan has him, and he's five and one, and has this amazing team. And my team's horrible, obviously, and Gronkowski is injured this week, so I'm just like scrambling to like get in like Ben Watson and CJ Uzoma, and it's just yeah, they both caught touchdowns. It actually yeah worked probably worked out for me because Gronk was definitely never scoring in this game. <laughs> no, no. Why would you want to right tackle in your tight end spot? Sammy, the one sharp thing you did of all the spots in your lineup today was to play Josh Gordon. That was the only that, intelligent. Oh, yeah, I, I did do that. I did do that, but then he didn't even score that touchdown. Did you see that play? Yeah, he just like kind of like was jogging. It was really weird. Yeah, it was, it, dude, it was like they were at a scrimmage or something. <laughs> like he forgot where he yeah. was. I don't know what that was. Okay, I mean, what, what's the excitement about Mac? The more I'm diving into this, Mac only got 50% of the rushing attempts, just the same as he did last week. We're, we're talking about Josh Gordon, the GOAT, right now, Nate. We've but moved Mac up. just got touchdown variants on his side this week. There was no distinct change in workload at all for him. Well, he, he, went, had 20, think, he had 21 touches against a terrible defense. Yeah, I think he went, I think he went from... It was just the plays that, they, that the team had had. He still only had 50% of the rushing attempts. and Well, I guess he had 13% of the targets, but it was still only three targets. They just didn't throw. Nate, you know, you're, su- you're such a Debbie Downer, man. You know, why can't I'm just you do- saying, take aside the touchdowns, and he had a, just a 
<laughs> just just a solid he, he only, had, he only, only had 20 only had 20 dk points without the touchdown <laughs> <laughs> 20 more than jermaine curse you by t- the way <laughs> <laughs> you take the touchdowns away and all you have left is one boring julio jones <laughs> <laughs> You guys are the worst. Oh, this freaking day. Almost like you get fantasy points for scoring touchdowns, Nate. <laughs> if you don't see the point that I'm trying to make of just that his workload didn't fundamentally change. Well, I wish it did because I have Naheem Hines in all my seasonal leagues, so I wish it fundamentally changed for the worst. <sighs> really tilting not having a good seasonal team. Normally I have at least one really good one, but they're all just kind of mediocre. Well, at least at least we've lost our hats at DFS this week, too. <laughs> Nate, you have any really good seasonal teams? I mean, both mine are doing all right. Do you have James Conner in either one? No. Sammy, do you have James Conner? You're damn right I do. Yeah. I'm a Steelers homer. I have all sorts of Steelers. I have James Conner and Le'Veon Bell on a team, and I'm hoping that Lev gets traded to somebody good, and I can just, like, roll both of them out and smash. That's like the nut. That's like the nut high, and the nut low is like Le'Veon comes back and they split time. I hope. <laughs> I hope Lev just retires. <laughs> starts 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 working on his rap game. Yeah, <laughs> takes a shot at Eminem. <laughs> Nate, do you have any other um, non Marlon Mack observations? No, I mean other than the fact that oh, I, think- I have a really good one. Corey Davis is awful. He's just bad. I mean, did we ever say he was good? Just don't play Corey Davis. Dude, that, I mean, he, he tricked everyone like, with the overtime game. Yeah, you're you're slowly disassociating yourself from from this brand play, Nate. I don't no. think that, that's fair. The play was always volume. It was never about him being good or bad. He probably still has like a 28 percent target share in that offense. Yeah, he does. Well, my my only take is like buy Stefan Diggs. I mean, Stefan Diggs is getting the volume. Uh, Diggs had 14 targets for like 134 air yards. He had way more uh, opportunity than Thielen, but everybody's riding oh. Thielen because he's yeah, it's true. So, it's so that like, was my that was my big GPP thing this week. Is I was I had zero Thielen and all the Diggs, yeah. and I was like, this is happening that was the play. for those reasons. And uh, yeah, just just ran bad. You know, the process was great though. Process. Cool. Corey Davis got outgained by Luke Stalker and Johnny Smith today, but he did beat them in target volume. <laughs> Still better than Curse. Still, <laughs> Still better than Curse. Should have played Corey Davis. <laughs> Should have played Taewon Taylor or Cameron Batson. <laughs> I think that's a good place for us to leave you. Everyone, thank you for listening, and uh, we hope that your uh, your Sunday was a lot better than ours was.